Sean. If Les Miles beats everybody but Alabama, I think he stays. Creel. Dang, clean up that office. Dang. Because he ain't going to be around no more. Hankins. Jesus Christ. We're going to lose this game. We're going to lose a game Got from it. 2007. Somehow, we're going to blow this. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Damn, these are some good sun chips. I should buy these more often. Uh, Florida? Georgia? Florida? Florida? Now my daddy, my daddy coached the Dolphins. I don't know if I really like sushi or if I really like soy sauce. Ever heard of that Panther fan who growls at the YouTube video? Hey, Saban, what about this? Episode 54 of Throw the Flag. We're diving headfirst into the offseason with a hearts full of dreams and bellies full of laughs. Quick programming note, in the coming weeks, we're going to be changing hosting providers for Throw the Flag, so you'll need to add us again on your podcasting app under Throw the Flag Football. This feed will remain up after another month or so and then change to basically just a regular reminder from one of us to look for us under our new location. Because that's the one thing that helps build an audience for a fledgling one-year-old podcast. It's switching servers. You definitely want to change <laughs> to hosting sites as much as possible. And make the name as close as possible to the old one. So when they search it, like, both come up, you know. <laughs> In the words. And you know what? There's going to be a lot of new bots that are opened up to yeah. us on the other site. So, I mean, it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of robots uh, we're building a slow, slowly but surely building a robot army of listeners who will do our they're bidding. They're pink and, and they this, love to talk SEC. And they are pink <laughs> and this time they're going to beat Yoshimi. Now, Sean, let me, <laughs> let me ask you. That song you're just referencing, uh-huh. what album is that it's on? It's on Yoshimi the Battles of the Pink Robots. It's on Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Oh, oh as, you know as, what? I'd always struggled with that. Uh-huh. I'm glad I've got you here to promptly correct me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, how's everybody doing, guys? Doing good. Great, great. Still riding high. Still riding high. You know, it has been a um, challenging four, really since Christmas for me. Um, a lot of bad things have happened, but I got to tell you, if, uh, if, if someone came to me with five minutes left in the third quarter of the national championship game and said, here are the following things that will happen to you. If Alabama wins the national championship, (laughs) I'd say roll on John roll on. Um, I found, I fell into a honey nest uh, on YouTube of just watching fan reactions to the game. Mm -hmm, Mm Mm-hmm. Did not care for any celebratory Alabama ones, no. I'm sad to say. No. Was not moved by any of those. My favorite was a long form, like a 13-minuter, um, of some guy was at a UGA bar. And let me tell you, let me tell you right now, whatever bar this was, I don't know. They did it right. There was a giant, I mean, it was perfect, you know. Uh, giant screen, Everybody's standing up. They're having a good time. They're hyping the crowd. They did this thing right. And, man, they are rocking and rolling. And he's just, he's edited the video together, you know, to show the big highlight plays yeah. of where everybody would react. 
and oh man, there's a section in the balcony of Alabama fans. And during some play, this guy, you know, the, Georgia gets the better of him in there. This guy's going off, and he so he keeps panning the camera up there after he realizes that this guy might be worth some hot views, mm-hmm. um, especially <laughs> if Alabama continues to stink it up as they were. Yeah. And uh, boy, did he have egg on his face in the end. <laughs> but the silence that fell over that bar when that touchdown pass was thrown, uh, I still feel bad for him, but man. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm still riding high on national championship uh, afterglow. Um, was it was it uh, a, the was it a Georgia fan that like kicked through a door, and then when he couldn't get yeah. his foot back, he like tore the door. Yeah, off I saw that. Like the door ate his foot. Yeah. <laughs> of all those videos, I have trouble believing any of those because yeah, they faking it would be so easy. Yeah. I thought the same um, thing, Hankins, on a couple of the reaction videos. Like it, it seems yeah. staged when it's. When it's just one person reacting, it seems very, very staged. Now, when it's a group of people, uh-huh. it's it's harder to 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 fake. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I've watched a but lot of America's funniest videos in my life, and I can <laughs> spot a fake, spot the knots, as it were. On the I Ripley's, will say uh, that <laughs> that door punch guy. At least, if it was a fake, I'll give them credit on this. They did not do the last play. He was reacting to the sack in overtime yeah. of Fromm. So that at least is a, a good plausible. attempt to like throw you off right. the trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, my favorite guy, I still – the guy that uh, – the Georgia fan that woke his neighbors up with the PA system <laughs> after the SEC championship game, I'm a fan of that dude, and I feel bad for him because I know he had a rough night. Um, but <laughs> now, <laughs> that I, first video – it's just great. Yeah, I remember seeing after uh, Georgia had beaten Auburn, there were, I guess people in Atlanta, they hook up big screens to the back of their Hummers and drive down the interstate with just replays of the SEC championship game <laughs> oh my God. going on. Did you see that, Sean or Hankins? No, you know what I'm talking no. about? <laughs> no, but I wish I'd been on the streets when it happened. <laughs> well, apparently it, that it did happen, uh, so I was just kind of curious what they did sort of in the aftermath. Did they unhook it? Did they leave it hooked up? <laughs> and uh, what, what's the game plan? So I don't know. Well, the- oh, guys, I got breaking news. I got breaking Ooh, news right now. I'm listening. Life producer has shown me a picture. Former starting quarterback at the University of Alabama, Jalen Hurts, has shaved his dreadlocks. Oh. What? He had them yesterday during the uh, parade celebration. <laughs> New Year, well, New He him. does not have them right now. Mm. <laughs> What's like he look that. like, Hankins? Does he look better or worse? You know what? He, he, a, he was a good-looking kid regardless. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I thought he wore a very classy set of dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. As a man who wishes he could grow, grow dreadlocks oh, again, um, I hope he understands what he's done because it, you, you're not guaranteed. You're never guaranteed that they'll come back. That's but true. I will say this. Kid looks good. Kid looks good, looks happy, looks ready to, to battle out that position uh, battle next year. With a uh, <laughs> with uh, oh, what's his stinking name? To a Harris team. Jr. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, with with Harris Jr. for tight end. <laughs> I was surprised uh, Damien Harris stayed. I'm not. Um, I don't. You know, aside from injury, yeah. You know, I don't think any. That's the only thing that can go wrong. Oh, because otherwise, I think only his stock is going to go up. I don't think Damien was certainly a. Uh, 
I don't know if he was a draft pick at all. Yeah, I, to be honest, especially with so many running backs coming out and uh, you know yeah. in, in our backfield. Um, I meant yeah. I meant to mention this last week. Uh, the reason why Josh Jacobs didn't get that many plays, he broke his fucking foot in like week four. Yeah, he was, he was recovering. <laughs> he was. How did I miss that? <laughs> I'm glad you did because I thought I was the only one. No, because I was complaining, like, why are we not using Josh Jacobs more? Seems like every time he's in there, he does well. Oh, bad foot. <laughs> Damn. Fire Scott Cochran. Um, all right, well, the coaching carousel has ground to a halt with the firing of Rich Rodriguez and hiring of Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. With that, and Hankins, I don't know if, if uh, you want to get a, uh, a short production number for this. We're going to start our off-season programming off-right with one of our most popular segments, Something, a little something, we like to call Rating the Coaches. It's finally here, guys. It's finally here. After the runaway success of last season's offseason, we're mm-hmm. rating the coaches again. We're going to start off with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten this week. We'll do the ACC and the Big 12 next week. And then the SEC, Independence, Conference USA, and whatever the hell the Big East is called nowadays <clears throat> in two weeks. Um, let's get right into it with the Pac-12. Um, Creel, I have... I just want to kudos to whoever put together this spreadsheet. Wait a minute. I take that back. Whoever put together the ACC portion of this spreadsheet did a great job. <laughs> Whoever did the Pac-12 There's portion a skeleton, is an asshole. <laughs> Sean did a good job in setting up the framework, and I've been spicing it up with my uh, Excel slash Google Sheets abilities. And, and uh, Hankins, if you look at the Big Ten, uh, I uh, Creel um, imported his format into my information. Right, the right, Big right. Ten. I just didn't do so, the Pac-12 yet. So let's let's get the garbage. Uh, spreadsheet out of the way with with pac 12 um after constantly opening and closing tabs. wait a minute sean majors Ho- hang on oh, hang on hang on hang there. on we're gonna get there we're gonna get there are you talking about the one through six i mean there you go okay you yeah. know that is a staple of this oh segment. yeah uh-huh. oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna get oh, excuse there. me segue after after opening and closing so many of the same tabs last year because creel would ask how old was this guy how right. many <laughs> how many doctor's appointments did he have in 1986 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are they left-handed? What is what is his wife's weight without arms? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have created this handy dandy spreadsheet. Creel, if you have if you have a question, there are links to each coach's Wikipedia page in this. Right, and that's that's very appreciated because sometimes you got to dig a little bit deeper than what's on the surface. It's true. It's true. Um, salary. Uh, if you look at the salary tab uh, or column, um, that is based on an a USA Today 2017. Yeah. When I, when I was, I'll just jump in and say when I was doing the ACC one, sometimes it's hard to find. It's it just is. kind of two different things, two different websites say two different things. So, you and know, that's, salary that's flexible. from year to yeah. year and the mm-hmm. Wikipedia, it's, it's just not, it's not reliable. <clears throat> right. So as Hankins uh, mentioned, we are at moving from a one to five scale from last year. To a Ooh. one to six scale this year. Wow. Um, so is six the highest and one, six, or is one six the highest? Six is the highest, one is the lowest. Now, okay. are we doing this, uh, are we doing this our style, or are we going to take, uh, you know, what's his head? The, I swear to God, a Dennis Dodd. Dennis Dodd. Dennis Dodd, also, <laughs> Dennis Dodd style. If Dennis Dodd also. 
if that son of a bitch adds a level and changes his uh, order around, <laughs> then I'll know we've been hacked. My God. Um, I wanted to expand it into seven because stay the course can really be, you know, are you staying the course because you don't want to fire the coordinators, but you don't want to extend the contract? Or do you want to stay the course because you just extended the guy's contract and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> but we're going to keep it at six. And f- in, in the in the spirit of brevity for new coaches, especially ones who have never coached a, a game as a head coach, you know, first first season out of school, obviously it's going to be stay the course because they just got hired. So obviously, no, I wouldn't say that just yet. Re- okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's yeah, more or less it will be. But can can you run down the one through six scale though? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. A- and uh, how old is the scale? <laughs> Age one. Um, so number one is the worst possible level we can give you. That is back up the moving trucks because you throw, uh, Jimbo Fisher, throw your Christmas tree out in the street Mm -hmm. because you are no longer going to be coaching at this school next year. Uh, Still the best piece of journalism (laughs) from last year. It was. Whoever was there waiting for that, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. College football journalism of the year. Number two is fire the coordinators. Assuming you're not Alabama and you can't hang on to a coordinator for longer than (laughs) So the two is like you have a little bit of faith in this guy, but he's got to make some fundamental changes. Exactly. That's a good faith move to buy you another year. Number three is stay the course. And as we said, that could be, you know, you just got a contract extension or we're not ready to fire your coordinators or, you know, say you're doing it, reward you with a contract extension. Gotcha. Number four is extend the contract. Um, okay. You know, you've given the, the coach two or three years, one or two years, and he's uh, outperformed. So you want to reward him, keep him at your school, uh, contract, uh, extend the contract, increase the buyout, etc. Number five is build a statue. Okay. Reserved mm-hmm. for your multi-national championship winners at traditional powers or your solo national championship winners at, you know, your UCF. As we all know, UCF uh, won the national championship this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations so, to you them. You know, they would uh, build a and a great year they had. <clears throat> and finally, number six uh, is the Bill Snyder Memorial rename the stadium level. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. if, if this is the best that you're ever going to get for decades upon decades – this is rename the stadium. This is the best you'll ever get. Um, you know, a coach could go 0 and 12 next year, and you'd still keep them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. those are our levels. Number one, back up, back up the moving trucks. You're out of here. Number two, fi- uh, fire the coordinators. Three, stay the course. Four, extend the contract. Five, build a statue. And six, rename the stadium. All right. And w- I will be marking the. Oh my god, it's happening right now. Yeah, it's happening live. real see time. That? See that? See that? Whoa. See that? Uh, thank God for Google Sheets. Okay. <clears throat> um, we're going to start off in the Pac-12, as I said. Uh, Arizona hired their new coach, Kevin Sumlin. Uh, he has been there since 2018. He is age, 50, <laughs> he is age 53. He went 7-5 and five last year with uh, Texas A&M. Um, what do we think? What do we think? Eh... Uh, I guess it's a extend three. the contract. Extend, extend the, contract. the contract. Whoa! Extend the contract. For I how... think they got a sweetheart steal of a mm. deal. I don't know. 
for me, it's it's just a it's just a solid three. He's a seven and five coach. That's a seven and five school. So just just keep what you have. Agreed. I mean, I think he's a seven and five coach in the SEC West. I think okay. in whatever okay. bum league he's in in the Pac, he's probably a ten and two coach out there. I can see him beating Herm Edwards at Arizona State for seven years in a row, assuming Herm Edwards. Sticks <laughs> I can see that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it was a big get for Arizona. I think. Uh, 86 and 43 total record uh, at Houston and A&M, $2 million a year. Uh, he has a $12.5 million buyout from Texas A&M, so he might be the highest-paid coach next year. Wow. That's crazy. Making $14.5 million. Um, speaking of Herm Edwards, uh, Arizona State hired 2018. I'm going to give him Oof. a three as well. Stay the course. This is the Lovey Smith Memorial oh, God. Uh, rating for me. Go ahead and put me down for a one. You're going to fire it's, it's, him just, already? Yeah, fire him already. He's that's nuts. A, that's... Real, this whole Lovey Smith beef of yours is 100% accurate analogy. Give me a one-two. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is – I if, if I am an Arizona State fan and I am and I see my athletic department hire and fire a guy before he ever coached a game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would nothing good could ever come from that. You're certainly not going to win five national championships after that. <laughs> well, I mean, if you have to live through the Shula years in between, I guess. Well, you know what? If you want to get to fucking heaven, you got to raise a little hell. Um, <laughs> but you know, I said when you guys were were Krill was on this path originally with Hermit, which I was like, you know what? Maybe he's an exciting guy and he can come in and uh, you know get program motivated a little bit, maybe get a different kind of recruit in there. And all those things, I think, from his personality are still possible. But just watching this thing unfold with this whole CEO business and him not understanding how small jerseys are now. And the thing that put me (laughs) off was when you get hired as a college football coach and you still serve out your two weeks with ESPN, (laughs) come on, dude. What what was the deal with Edwards uh, earlier that we talked about? It was that he he didn't know that they were the Sun Devils or something like that? Yeah, the the beat reporter for some blog is like the the Devil Digest or something. Okay, watch them Devils. Got to watch them Devils. He's like, I don't like Devils at all. Hmm. I'm Catholic. Catholic. Mm Got to watch them Devils. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> you took the words Just right out of my mouth. Just a complete mess. A complete mess. The Pac-12 is a conference full of young coaches. They're deep, Sean. They're extremely <laughs> deep. Um, maybe the best conference in the country. Great quarterback play coming out of UCLA and USC. Think one of those guys will be vying for the Heisman Trophy. Playoff bound. They're great oh and God. super deep. Um. I was going to say a conference full of young coaches and those that I'm are sorry, old I stepped all over. Have no, no problem. <laughs> um, have only and those that are older have been hired this year basically. Uh, Justin Wilcox, California, age 41. Last year he went 5 and 7 with Cal. Uh, he d- took over directly for Jeff Tedford, is that right? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. there was one there was some dude in between the There's somebody Sunny else Dykes, at 5 and, yeah. Sunny Dykes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Okay, from Law Tech. <laughs> Um, but the, the last star, year was Sunny his Dykes. first year there, so he's only had one year. Yeah, I mean five and seven at Cal uh, in in your first year. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay the course. Yeah, stay Me in too. the course. That's a I mean, three. Ooh, stay the course. Cal across the board. Cal is one of those deals where 
I think that a lot of us still look at them like Tedford was still there. And Aaron Rodgers is still there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we forget what it was like before those days. Yeah. So, yeah, five and seven, you're fine. Uh, Mike McIntyre at Colorado. I remember being very high on Mike McIntyre last year. Colorado, I believe I gave him a four, extend the contract, because they were coming off a 10 and four record. Uh, off of a uh, four and nine uh, record in the uh, in 2015, so uh, this year basically back to their old ways. The Colorado we all know five and seven. Uh, he's been there since 2013. A total record at Colorado of 25 and 38. Still making almost three million dollars a year. Eesh. Ooh. Ooh. Those those metrics do not. Saber out. No, it's it's Colorado, so I'm going to say two fire the coordinators, but one more year of that, you're out. Uh, you're right. I mean, to say anything else, I'd just be talking crazy. You're 100% right, but I mean, it's a, it's a two, and then you don't get an opportunity for a one. If we fire these coordinators this year, you are up and you are out. Yeah, which, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. This is this is a, a season where they have to break through and at least hit like eight wins. Uh at least make a bowl game, or otherwise he will be gone. So that's a two for me. You can well. win nine games at Colorado, man. It's not a bum school, right? Exactly. No, it's not. It's not a bum school, and it. it they can it come out. A, you know, it's a you know nice place. The, the great atmosphere. That stupid buffalo comes out. They got great looking uniforms. You can smoke them tweeds. Mm-hmm. There's no reason you couldn't get high school kids to come play ball at Colorado. You're, you're, yeah, it's cold, but you're in a you conference. Know what? That, I love a woman in UGG boots. You're in an um, you're in a conference that has underperformed over the past five mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, over in Phil Nightland, uh, Mario Cristobal <laughs> getting his first head coaching call since. 2012, when he was with FIU uh, in Oregon, uh, Mario Cristobal's first year will be this year. Um, he was technically 0 and 1 at. He is technically 0 and 1 at Oregon. He uh, coached the Oregon loss in the Las Vegas Bowl last year. Fire! I mean, no, <laughs> get him out of there. 0 and 1, get out of here. Um, yeah, stay the course. I'm a hard stay the course as well. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Ooh. All right, hold on, let me. I'm gazing into my crystal ball. Oh boy! About crystal ball. While while Sean Let while Krill think. is gauging, Sean, what is that? Is his total? Where is his total total record from? Oh, is that from FIU? Yeah, yeah. His total record is FIU. Um, <clears throat> let me see. <laughs> I swear to God, Krill, you have to give him a, a one through six. It can't be a meat and okra. Okay. Um, yeah, he. I like the humming. Uh, in six years at FIU, he was 27 and 47. Okay. Ooh, ooh, I'm getting a vision. My oh vision is in the form of a number. This has to be the way num- more stereotypically gypsy voice, by the way. The number, the number, <laughs> the number is a, a two. You're going to fire oh! the tornado. <laughs> wow. I tell you, the, the Pac-12 so far is full of indecisive athletic directors. Hey, more gonna... like WAC-12, am I right? Oh, damn, damn. More like Wokla Pacific. <laughs> Yet, our fourth out of the past six coaches... Who are just starting out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? The, Pac- the Pac-12 has one, two, three, four, five coaches, new coaches this year. 
and uh, Justin Wilcox in his second year. So half the conference is basically new. Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, 39 years old, young guy. He came over as the uh, from Washington. Uh, he was their offensive coordinator. You know, he's never coached a head coaching game in his life. Um, giving him $2 million, see what happens at Oregon State. I'm giving him a three. Yeah, also a three, but I do predict that at some point during the season, there'll be a, a running play that, that happens toward the Oregon State sideline. Jonathan Smith will be knocked down, and when he gets up, his flesh mask will have been removed <laughs> to show that he was Mike Riley the whole time. Wow, what a switcheroo. Yeah, that's a three for me. What we'll wait what, and see on this guy. What joke did we make about Mike Riley and, like, dating? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds great. <laughs> it was it was like Oregon State saying like no oh, something yeah, about yeah, yeah, Beaver. Yeah, yeah. You you've been oh Jesus Christ. You've been you've been with uh you've been with Nebraska. You've been you with also, Nebraska for like a few you know, I mean I understand we, we said some things. Oregon State starts Come liking on. like Mike Riley's post on Facebook. Yes. Yes. Yes, that was it. Um next up David Shaw at Stanford. He's been there this will be his Eighth year. He's been there since 2011. Still only 45 years old. Um, after a 12 and two campaign and a 10 and three campaign in, in 2016, uh, they underperformed a bit at nine and five last year. They're paying him about five and a half million dollars. David Shaw. Uh, for me, I'll start out. This is just stay the course. I think that they've they can't do any worse. I think he's. He runs an, an offense which is okay. They usually have a, a running back with like 1,800 yards. So I think this is fine. I think it's a good marriage. So just just stay with what you got. I don't like the $5.6 million number. It's a lot of money. That is, that's problematic for, uh, if we're basing this on, say, the SEC scale mm-hmm. of accomplishment. But... I truly don't believe that you can do any better at Stanford. I think that he has maxed this thing out. Um, And he's every year, well, not every year, but most years, he is a fumble away, an interception away, a a bad play call away from winning his league. I think that it's as good as it gets. I give him a four. Okay, all right. Let it ride. You're not going to get any better. And why? Why deal with somebody, some bottom feeder from uh, a bigger conference snooping around? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just wrap it up, lock it up. Say, you know what, dude, you're our guy. Um, you're not nearly batshit crazy as the last guy was here. Um, you beat <laughs> USC frequently enough. Let's let's just let's just keep doing this thing, baby. For All me, right. that that was the difference between a three and a two. For me, I think you're right. Um, it's a hard. Wow. It's a hard three for me, just because, you know, in addition to that, a lot of schools flirt with David Shaw when they're looking for a coach, and David Shaw. Yeah, names always pops up. <laughs> and I mean, it's a it's a good school. It's you know they were nothing before Harbaugh and Shaw made sure that they didn't miss a beat. He's making up more than $5 million a year. I mean, you know, it was 10 years ago when four was the, the mega million dollar number. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a successful uh, coach. Um, 
and I, yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere. And if I was Stanford, I'd be glad to have him. I wouldn't quite extend the contract unless I see something better than nine and five out of him next year, but stay the course. So far, that is six stay the courses for me and one fire the coordinator. <laughs> um, rolling old on middle old fence sitting Sean Majors. <laughs> like to i don't like to move too far out of my comfort zone that's when bad things happen like cut your finger off mm-hmm. taking out the trash chip kelly chip kelly at ucla uh our final coach in the pac-12 whose first year is this year we definitely have a uh, enough of a sample size during his time at oregon um where he was 46 and 7 um damn they are damn. <laughs> That's, that's damn. That's, that's good numbers. Um, he, you know, I mean, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, st- stay the course. They're paying him almost five million dollars a year. Um, Nothing else you can do in this particular yeah. situation. I mean, right. I see mm-hmm. no, see no signs that this will be a bust. That forty six and seven looks really good, especially when those forty six were racked up primarily at Oregon. Yes. Um, and you know, look at what Chip Kelly has done to the Oregon job. Mm-hmm, he has mm-hmm. made it this this fancy, you know, it's obviously the Phil Knight money and all those things, but let's be realistic. It's still way the fuck up there. It's yeah. Canada South. Um, <laughs> it's tough to recruit to from that standpoint. You know, yes, you have the fancy uniforms and all those tricks of the trade, but and the rest of the league, the rest of the world, looks a lot more like Oregon's offense than Oregon's offense used to. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean... He did all that stuff. He made all that happen. So I'm I'm gonna you stay the course, but that thing could explode and be very big very quickly when he right. gets his hands on those speedy Long Beach kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, got to be USC though, and you got to be USC. You got to be USC or Washington at least one once a year. Um, yes, and you can't shit the bed against Herm Edwards. No, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's impossible because it's Herb Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like you know, he's going to win that game every year, regardless. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Clay Helton at USC, forty-five years old. He's uh, he took over for uh, for USC in spite of Orgeron after Lane Kiffin was shown the door um, in LA. He's been there since two thousand fifteen. Uh, he was 11 and three last year when, which is kind of nuts because I think we all viewed USC as underperforming last year. Um, mm-hmm. 27 and 10 in two, basically, you know, three years at, at USC. Um, I'm going to say extend the contract. Wow. wow. I, I, I will just go down to a three only mm. because, uh, I, I get it. They won the Pac-12, and you know, kudos to that. But when they they played three marquee games, they lost to Alabama last year horribly. Uh, last year they beat Penn State in the Rose Bowl. This year they played Ohio State. It wasn't even competitive. Uh, he's good for the Pac-12, but until and a destruction can, by Notre Dame too mixed in yeah. as well. And but until he can sort of prove himself outside of the Pac-12 arena, I think you just stay the course with him. You're saying um, he is a Mark Richt of yeah, USA. Yeah, he, he hasn't really done enough to warrant uh, a big payday yet. Uh, if he has, you know, two or three more years of winning the Pac-12 um, and, you know, winning one Rose Bowl, sure, extend the contract. But right now, eh, just, just stay with what you got. 
I think they could do a little uh, bit better, honestly. I agree. I'm if not moving are... down to three just so I don't look weak. Go ahead, Hank. Okay. If That's you right. are a coordinator at the University of Southern California, hit the bricks. Oh, man. Because that's a two. Wow. Dude, I'm not here for this whole we won mm-hmm. the Pac-10. We just spent the last few minutes going down a list of Pac-10 coaches who are, this is their first year on the job. Yeah. Right. Th- this coming year, which means a fuckload of dudes got fired or bailed out, which yeah, means sure. this conference is whack as hell. <laughs> and The Pacific <laughs> 12. Yeah. And he... Th- USC had a freshman or freshman, excuse me, a Heisman front runner playing quarterback, and he couldn't figure out how to protect him well enough right. that old shaky hands wouldn't drop the ball every five <laughs> minutes. Right. Um, he had a Dory Jackson last year who was an incredible football player um, who is in his rookie year starting in the playoffs and winning a playoff game. This dude has inherited a stocked cupboard, and he has – underperformed it at every big turn. And even in times when they do win, it's hemming and hawing around. It's it's not getting it done. It's it's lucking out this thing or that thing. No, dude, you got to figure this out. Um, because none of these are his kids, really. He hadn't been there long. You know, he inherited from Kiffin, who is pretty good. It's time for USC to say that if it's not this year, you're out, and we're going to go spend some big-time money and get a hot-shot coach. Yeah, because I can definitely see yeah. with, the, with the turnover in the coaches, UCLA has an upgrade. Uh, so I think that that, that is the biggest tail of the other part of the problem of the is tape. looking across the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You look across the street and you see a dude who played for the national championship, um, and what have you got? <laughs> you yeah. got this guy. You got a guy named Clay. Clay, Clay, no, gotta go. Get out of here, coordinators. Over, right. over into Utah. The dean of the Waxific Twelve, <laughs> Kyle Whittingham, who I swear to God, someone told me was fired, and then I said that on an episode like <laughs> six, like uh, six weeks ago. And then Creel was like, "Oh, I hadn't heard that," and he hadn't heard it because it didn't fucking happen, and I was wrong. <laughs> Um, you know what? I, I, I gotta, I gotta trust, but verify. Trust, but there verify. There you go. Uh, Kyle Whittingham, uh, went seven and six, basically his worst year with the Utes, um, coming off a 10 and three record in 2015, nine and four in 2016, a total record at Utah at 111 and 56. I mean, Utah, Utah always kind of, find, you know, once every five years will find itself in a, a BCS or a major bowl. Um, is that good enough for Utah? It's good enough for me. Um, I think you just stay the course on this dude. Um, nothing's really shaking. Not a whole lot you can do one way or the other. Ride it out and see what happens. Hmm. Hold on a second. I have to consult my seer Uh-oh. stones. Mm-hmm. I have two hats here. Is that a more one of them I has wanna, the Urum stone in it. I'm the other one has happy. the Thumum sh- stone in it. And I'm going to put these the hats and a stone together, roll he's them around. This, really My eyes are closed, it. and I have to read and translate what these stones are telling me. And they're telling me this is a two situation. This program has regressed. They haven't flourished in the Pac-12, so... 
uh, fire the coordinators. He's on a very short leash. Oh my! The Mormon money. The Mormon money just just doesn't support him anymore. That's what the stones are telling me. Um, I am gonna give him a four. Extend the contract Whoa. for for the following. They went reasons. from ten wins to nine wins to seven wins, and you're extending the contract. I'm gonna give him a three. I'm gonna stay the course. Um, I'm gonna look weak. I, I'm saying stay the course because you make you make some very good points, but I think that that old fashioned Mormon manners mm-hmm. come out. Oh, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. politeness yeah. from the Mormon culture comes sure. out. <laughs> and they they let him ride off into the sunset whenever he wants to. He is he is fifty eight. Understand that that Utah is the not Mormon school. Oh, right. Shit. Give, I'm gonna give him a two. We're gonna fire. BYU the is the Mormon school. I am looking weak. Um, if, Utah uh, is renowned Salt Lake City. party yeah. animals. That is they Mormon. Are, the Mormon capital. Utah why did why did you correct me when I called it Mormon animals? <laughs> I said you guys. I let both of you get your points in, and, okay. I, and I was very happy with the effort Krill was putting into this podcast with using the, the Scryer stuff. I, I, I thought that was great. I can't believe he brought them to the studio. <laughs> oh, never yeah. asked to see them. By the way, they you can never see them. They're gone. I've misplaced them. So if I had to translate them again, the translation would be all about Completely the same, different. but a little bit different. <laughs> Dum 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 dum. Chris Peterson at Washington. This will be his fourth year, fifth year, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, fifth year at uh, at Washington, coming over from Boise State. Had um, had a rough year in 15, 7, and 6, but since then, has he went to the playoffs, uh, losing to Alabama in the first round last year. Um, I forget where they went this year, but they went 10 and 3. Um, yeah, they lost to Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, they didn't win the Pac-12 North, uh, so they had the consolation of just a, a really big bowl game. I um, I am going to say stay the course, but I am leaning towards a two just because I don't I don't mm. see how you can fire the coordinators after you know two years removed from making the playoffs. But this year was obviously a step back for the Huskies, and if you look at his total record at um, at Boise State. He was ninety-two and twelve, which that's that's Urban Meyer numbers. Um, that's Nick Saban numbers. At Washington, he has been thirty-seven and seventeen, and I don't know that Washington is playing that much higher of a level of competition than Boise State did. Now, that seems fair. Put me down for a three as well. I, I agree with all that. But it's going to be a soft three, mm-hmm. and a, but a hard four if they beat Auburn in week one. So Oh, I forgot they were playing Auburn next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who did he take over for? Uh, Steve Sar- Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian, correct? Booze Hound. Sark after dark? Couldn't put that booze down. Sark after dark, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and who was the coach before Sark? Ooh, somebody that was terrible because he went like two and ten a bunch. John and Elway. Ty Willingham was in there at some point, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Point being, um, this is college football's match made in heaven. This is the coach and the school that are perfect for each other because they are their their expectations and their performance line up perfectly. Sure. Washington was a nothing program since about ninety two. Four ish, you know they had a, they had that they were they were highly ranked in ninety two. Yeah, um, 
had a couple good years here, but they've been nothing for a long time. And they're a, a big market team. You know, they're in Seattle. They're right there. Um, this is as good as it gets. So I'm going to extend that contract. Um, I don't right. think Peterson does as well anywhere else. And I don't think Washington Washington can do any better for themselves. Um, getting them to a play. He went to a playoff at Washington, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he took Washington to the playoffs. That's as good as it gets there. And he's going to continue to recruit that high-level talent. I think they had a wide receiver that was drafted in the top five last year. Um, they, you know. And, and they it, got Jacob Eason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is true. They're, uh, Georgia quarterback that was injured early in the year and lost his job to Jake Fromm. Uh, Jacob Eason has transferred to Washington. So, you know, they're, yeah. they they're got good. Browning again. I mean, they got a mm-hmm. hot shot mm-hmm. wide receiver who's setting records all over the place. They had a dynamic return man. Um, I don't know that they're going to win anything for real, but I think they'll win enough to make those folks happy. And I think that's as good as it gets. And I think that they're, um, you know, there, there's a, there's a nice little back and forth with them because, uh, you know, Peterson he turned down every overture every school made to him when he was at Boise State. I mean, how many times was Peterson's name mentioned in coaching searches when he was at Boise State? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, passed on every single one for what seemed like a decade, um, eventually going to Washington. And in return, the, you know, powers that be at Washington, they don't mention that big old mole that he has. <laughs> Or the dumb way his last name is spelled. (laughs) Peterson. (laughs) Peterson. Um, (laughs) Such a a, a mole so prominent that it shows up in a claymation ESPN commercial. (laughs) Uh, Wrapping up the, the, the Waxific 12 is your favorite coach and mine in the Waxific 12, Michael Leach. The the pirate lawyer, the closet locker inner, the <laughs> cougar extraordinaire in Pullman, Washington, Mike Leach. I am telling you right now that I am ready to. I don't want to compromise the integrity of of, of, this, mm-hmm, of this system. Mm-hmm. I really want to give him a five or a six, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a four. See, I agree with with Sean here because of all the coaches that are in NCAA football, the coach who does the one of the few coaches who does the most with the lead, with the least is Mike Lee. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Recruiting to Pullman has to be terrible. Uh, the facilities up there aren't great. The He's support always in the isn't news, that great. Despite mediocre meat and okra yeah. performances. I I was actually kind of curious what would happen if Tennessee had pulled the trigger on him and hired him to see what he could do with an athletic program that's behind him. Crazy fan support. Somewhere you can recruit to. Because I think that uh, coaches like him do a whole lot more with less than say like a I'll go ahead and, I know we're going to do the the Big Ten in a second, but like Urban Meyer, who has everything and yet constantly underperforms. Uh, so for Mike Leach, it's a three. It's a <clears throat> excuse me, a four for me because he does so much more with so much less. Sean Majors, you took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. I am ready to give the program 
to Mike Leach. I think that there is a relevancy to Washington State that is brought by him that can't be duplicated. I think it's the perfect, you know, it's a really good setup for him. Not maybe perfect, but it's a really good place for him to be able to be wacky and that be fine, you know, and, and you're not going to get a lot of backbiting alumni saying, oh, like I would do if he were at Alabama. Yeah. Full yeah, disclosure, yeah, you know. Um, uh, you, you're not going to get that. He gets to be crazy. He gets to get the name of the school out there, and he's going to do well enough that your football team's not going to be embarrassing. He's going to beat Washington ever so often. He's going to pop off and beat USC here and there. I think it's as good as it gets for them. Yeah. And I think it might be as good as it gets for him, too, because if he's under a giant – if he's under the big stage, under the giant lights, his shit doesn't play as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dabo syndrome it's not, <laughs> to a degree. It's just not cute anymore. Yeah, right. it's not cute anymore. I think it's perfect. He's tucked up there. He always looks cold, um, <laughs> like it's been raining on him. It's perfect. Washington Washington really has the two coaches they need the most. They, mm-hmm. the, the state of Washington really has got that done as far as people that match what they are. So what is the number you have assigned? It is. <sighs> it's It's hard. It's tough. Keep in mind it that is, keep in mind that he is thirty eight and thirty eight at Washington, but it's path- a four. I'm going to keep okay. it riding. I'm not going to build a statue yet. Okay, okay. But man, I want to. I've got a guy. I've I have I have specked out the statue, and I've gotten some quotes on it. If okay. I'm Washington yeah, State, you're close. You're close. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like I'm like one Rose Bowl victory, one mm-hmm. non playoff mm-hmm. Rose Bowl victory away Ooh. from giving him the statue. <laughs> Well, that that that's all the coaches in the in the Waxific twelve. And just just as a recap here, we won't go through every single one, but Mike Leach by far was the highest scoring one. Uh, no one, no other coach got two fours. He got three fours. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Chris Peterson is definitely number two, a three four three, uh, and Sumlin got a three four three as well. Uh, Shaw got a three four three. Um, your, Who was your, bringing up the rear? Your worst one is definitely Herm Edwards at a at a one one three. Mm-hmm. Both of y'all gave him a one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you wake up and you're like, what the fuck did I? Oh god, no, no, no! Did I hire Herm Edwards as our right. coach last night? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much am I? Two million dollars. <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't I mean, know they, where the they didn't break is. the bank for him I, no, you know, they that did could not. easily be four or five million if you know oof. you guys are right it is a very very odd move 63 years old he's not going to be there forever even if he's successful right off the bat it's just it's unbelievably weird um i'll say this they'll have me I'll stay up late and check out an Arizona State game this year, which oh, would not yeah. have happened in the past. Well, I want to see, I I see the car crash. Cold. I want to see mm-hmm. the car crash on the side of the road so I can rubberneck and just <laughs> see the crazy stuff he says pre-game, post-game, during game, at the halftime I want him interview. doing crazy stuff during the game. I yeah. want it all. I want it all. Yep. And that might be why they hired him. Um, well, that is the Waxific 12. Uh, Hangins, are we taking a break or are we? Oh, wow. Wanna, yeah, that was a long We're segment. at 46 right now, boys. I say we shut this baby down. Yeah. Okay. And we hit the Big Ten, Big Ten hard day. next week. I mm-hmm. mean, my God, we got mm-hmm. a whole eight months to get through. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we did. You know what? I'm going to compliment this podcast. We did a damn good job that segment. 
I think so too. And with very little, we were the Mike Leeches of podcasting. <laughs> um, because the Big Ten next week definitely has a lot more to talk about. Um, just a quick, quick other news with Alabama. Um, you know, the moment we went off the air last week, Brian Dable, Alabama's offensive coordinator, bolted for the Buffalo Bills. That is the third. Uh, the third offensive coordinator that um, Alabama had in a little over a year. Um, if you count Lane Kiffin, then Steve Sarkeesian for one game, then Brian Dable. Um, Alabama promoted wide receivers coach and co-offensive coordinator Mike Loxley to the job full-time. Um, how, how do you all feel about that as Alabama fans? Um, continuity at this point seems to be as important as anything. Yeah. Um, you know, there were – the Hugh Freeze rumors just tickled the shit out of me. Um, but <laughs> I, I really think there is something – I would have to. I certainly would have been here for it. But I think there is something to hiring a guy who probably won't be head coaching material next year um, that, yeah. that might be a plus. Um, if At this point, if Saban says he's cool, I ain't arguing with him. And yeah. so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but he's he was already there. He was essentially the co-offensive coordinator. It's, it, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it sends a good message to hire from within. So you know, it just shows, hey, you can get promoted here. I'm not always gonna get somebody from the outside to come in and change everything. Uh, like you said, that continuity will be good. The players like him. He's a good recruiter. Uh, it's just a, a good fit for the right here, right now. So. Um, that's the other thing, Creel. I think that's the biggest point is the players were stumping for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot of higher locksmiths. Like, okay, that's what you want. Fine, why well, rock the boat? I mean, my God, you've had nine of these dudes over the past right, <laughs> couple years. Jesus. So let it roll. Yeah, Loxley doesn't feel like uh, somebody who's going to bolt. <clears throat> um, I, and the Dable to Buffalo move just—it seems like a lateral move at best. I don't know if he's just allergic to ass chewings or, you know, the college game just didn't suit him. I agree. I don't know money-wise what the difference could be. Um, perhaps yeah. there's something. But it, it just feels like if you hang around Alabama after you win a national championship, that your your stock would be much higher than the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, did- I agree. The, the only thing I can think is just the, the work just wasn't maybe what he thought. Maybe he didn't like yeah. recruiting. Maybe he hated uh, recruiting, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's just it. Yeah. He just wanted to coach, and, and then in the NFL, that's that's all you do. So, And you uh, go from working for the Saban to playing against the Saban of the NFL two times a year. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very bizarre. Uh, Alabama hired Texas A&M special teams coordinator for the same position in Tuscaloosa. I assume that means he will be the first ever special team coordinator at Alabama, and he's not replacing anybody since it was clear we had no one working in that area in 2007. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Williams used to be it. Uh, so I don't I don't know what the transition was or is or what in the world happened. So. I think our special yeah, teams either. coordinator last year was just a jar of mayonnaise with like a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. I like that guy. He doesn't talk much, but he. Um, Alabama continues to look for a defensive coordinator after Jeremy Pruitt left for Tennessee. Oh, did y'all know that that uh, oh, fuck, I'm so bad at podcasts. And Charlie Wise Jr. was on the Alabama staff. Was that something that we knew? We may have. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I did. I can say that before. I didn't. Is he a wide receivers coach? He was. He's now the OC at FAU. Oh, oh, nice. Um, well, that's that is the other news that I have. If uh, we missed anything, 
feel free to email us at throwtheflagnetwork at gmail.com or you can post it in our Facebook uh, group. Um, anybody else have anything else? No, nope, I got nothing. Me. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. You can find us on Twitter at TTF Network and at TTF Football. You can email us, like I said, at throwtheflagnetwork at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, don't forget to listen to our other shows, Cold Dog Soup, and that's disgusting. Uh, available wherever podcasts can be accessed. And if you'd like to support us in a more personal way, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash TTF. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash TTF. If everyone here listening right now kicked in a dollar a month, we'd be able to make some serious investments in the Throw the Flag Network. We will talk to you next week. Now, baby, all these cities, ain't they all starting to look all the same?